Here we go. We have three events left in the PGA Tour season. Johnny joins me to break down the Northern Trust this week at Liberty National, the first week of the FedEx Cup playoffs. Uh, offer our thoughts, picks, insight to the week, um, some betting analysis, including some future bets on the FedEx Cup. If you want to try to get some lines on who might win the FedEx Cup, um, we give you those as well. Um, so listen in to the Northern Trust preview. Welcome back to Your Best Bets. Uh, we are entering the most anticipated playoffs of the sports season. That's the FedEx Cup playoffs. Um, I say that very tongue-in-cheek. Um, got a lot to talk about tonight. We're going to talk about what we saw at the Wyndham, six-man playoff, preview the FedEx Cup playoffs, talk about the Northern Trust, um, and got to get some more Ryder Cup discussion in tonight as well. Uh, joining me is uh, leader of the Dan Campbell fan club. It's Johnny Strouser. Johnny, what's up? Good to be on. This is going to be a fun week, a uh, fun show here to, to recap what happened and uh, talk about what we got going forward. Because despite the majors being over, uh, still got a lot of a lot of fun stuff going on here with PGA Tour. I, I, can we just scrap all that and just talk about Justin Fields, uh, his his amazing preseason debut against the vaunted Miami Dolphins on Saturday? Justin Fields, who who is that again? Mm. No, no, I mean that was that was pretty impressive. Uh, from from what I had heard, the, Twitter was kind of kind of all over him and everything like that. And I think it's something if I was a Bears fan, um, I'd be pretty excited about because what you know. Obviously, you hope every time you draft a quarterback that he's he's your guy. But I know you were high on him at Ohio State, as was I, and I wouldn't have minded if if the lions would have drafted him in the first round, uh, this past year, but, uh, fell to the bears, bears moved up and, and, uh, you know, hopefully for your sake and, and the sake of uh, bears fans that, uh, you, you know, you've got a gem there that's going to be ready to take over at some point, whether it's coming up here soon or, or a little bit later on in the season. I think the Lions did all right for themselves in the last year's draft. They probably got a, yes. a, a potential Hall of Fame tackle, so that will uh, that will yes. always work in the NFL. Um, yeah, exciting uh, to watch Fields Saturday. Excited to see what he does the rest of the preseason. Don't know when we'll see him in the regular season, but can't wait. Um, We'll talk about that in our on our NFC North show with uh, Tim. I, it's gonna that's gonna be a really good one going forward. Uh, we got a couple more this week. Talk about that later, uh, Johnny. A uh, couple things before we get to the the, the PGA Tour. Um, obviously, last week we didn't do our traditional Monday night show. Um, I, I did talk to Rory Ransberg, the city champion. You uh, acquitted yourself very well uh, in the city. Not exactly what you wanted, but you did uh, you did put up a really low round on Sunday and. Uh, had a solid finish yeah yeah thank you um i finished uh tied for seventh uh rounds of 73 70 and then 68 in the last round and was quite proud of myself for for being a little bit lower each day so uh, was was really pleased with that and uh to like what like rory was saying in in 
in the pot in his podcast show that he had with you um the golf course really fits his eye and he puts the greens really well um i've i haven't been great on those greens but i i I do see the breaks pretty well, but the golf course has always fit my eye. I've always really enjoyed playing Brookwood every time I've played it and um, was battling a little bit of an elbow injury that I've had most of the summer, um, but was able to deal with that and manage it and finish finish seventh. So, yeah, all things considered, um, uh, was happy about that, uh, um, happy about that finish. Happy for Rory. I've known Rory since before he started playing in the uh, FWGA events. Uh, we've played a lot of scrambles and other rounds of golf together, so known him for quite a while. And, uh, you know, congrats to all the participants who played and, and uh, you know, had a good city championship. Yeah, it was, uh, yeah, good to have Rory on last week to talk about that. And, uh, yeah, it was it was a really well, again, really really well run week uh city championship week it always is uh you know shout out brian straley shout out like i said mike harris of course was in great shape and uh really fun to be a part of once again um and additionally um the three rivers golf tour this past weekend johnny uh played the shaft caddy challenge at stonehenge golf i don't really have much information other than that danny marringer won the gross uh with a 71 uh beat out ryan marquardt uh, by one and uh the net was won by richard brown with a 71 net um uh, and uh he must have won on a tiebreaker or playoff over uh, ramon montez jr um so congrats to Danny Marriger and Richard Brown will have one more tournament in the Three Rivers Tour season. That is Sunday, September 26th. Um, that's the Tour Championship presented by Indiana Physical Therapy um, at Chestnut Hills, um, the nemesis of my high school golf career. <laughs> <laughs> um so that will be a, a, a good one. I'm, I'm hoping to be in the field. I know you're talking about maybe playing. So I expect a pretty good field for um, the finale of the Three Rivers Tour season in about a month. Yeah, looking uh, – yeah, congrats to the to the guys who played well this this last week there. Uh, uh, I have never played the golf course before, and unfortunately I was I was working, so unable to participate in that one like uh, like a lot of the events this year. But uh, – but good playing there. I've heard that's a pretty challenging golf course, so to be able to post those numbers is, is good. And, yeah, anybody interested in playing in the uh, Tour Championship here, um, it's a Sunday afternoon, but you know what? It, it's going to be probably one of the last Sundays that we're going to get a really good weather for the season, so make it worth it playing in a, uh, an event here. Always fun, fun events to play in, and I've all but committed. I, I don't think I've got any scheduling conflicts, so it's on an off weekend for me uh, with no work, so I'm looking forward to playing in it, and hopefully hopefully we'll see you out there as well. Yeah, yeah. and if you're miss, worried about missing uh, any football, uh, you know, bring your phone out. Uh, get one of those uh, those Shaft Caddy devices for your cart, mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, have the mobile app. Uh, if you got DirecTV like myself, uh, you know, just pull up the app on your phone, have football on while you uh, play some golf. That'd be a terrific Sunday. It actually sounds like a great idea. <laughs> it sounds amazing, yeah. Throw a couple beers in there, maybe. It depends on the, how, how the round's going. I don't know, but, uh, uh, yeah. Could be a, could be a lot of fun there. Uh, so one more tournament left, Johnny. I uh, I come to this podcast tonight a little despondent, a little bit pissed off, um, because I had a really nice ticket on Russell Henley. Mm. Um, you know the guy we're talking about that led 
pretty much 71 holes of the tournament and uh, bogey's the last hole to miss out on the tournament or the playoff. And uh, um, it was, it was one of those situations where from the time he misses a 26 inch putt on 11, that would have basically given him a three shot lead. It was a slow bleed after that. I counted him dead. He kind of rejuvenated himself and he came back and I'm like, Oh shit, he's going to win this thing after all. And, uh, he even has his putt to win on 18 just slides by. And I had no confidence he was going to make the four footer back. And he, he didn't, that was, um, that was a really tough watch. I haven't had too many heartbreakers, uh, in golf betting. I, I can think of a couple with, uh, Pat Cantley and even Kisner last fall at the RSM. Uh, oh, but this one was this one was pretty tough to handle, to be honest with you, because I actually felt pretty good about Henley going into Sunday, and uh, he just – it's really hard to win on the PGA Tour, bottom line. Yeah, that was – that was really, really tough because I had I actually had two two tickets on him. Um, I bet him I think on Monday, and then either Thursday morning or or uh, Wednesday. So I was sitting there, you know, that uh, uh, had had some pretty good numbers on him. He hit the ball so well, and this is just classic Russ Henley. If there's a classic Russ Henley, but you know he's always been known as a good ball striker. We've talked about him, uh, brought his name up on the show uh, before. Because his strokes gained uh, approach, especially, has has always been really, really good. And then you look at uh, uh, you look at his putting. Just traditionally, it's just been below average. Just not, not, not very good at all. And that's he's won some events, so he he's got the ability to make some putts. And that's what he did the first two days. Just just tore Sedgefield Country Club up. Um, had that pretty big lead going in, but I think I had told you that Saturday morning that you know. I, I didn't trust him at all to to close it out, but you know when you when you have that many opportunities or when you hit hit it that well, you're going to try to figure out things and and kind of mentally he had convinced himself that he uh, he was a good putter and that's that's most of what golf is, especially with putting, is telling yourself you're a good putter and then going out and actually doing it. And he was a little bit shaky on Saturday, but that was kind of expected because you know posting three elite rounds in a row is not not easy. But he got in uh, as the leader, and he actually, uh, uh, when the round concluded, he was a he was a minus one fifteen favorite, even with just a few shot lead. And I, I was stunned at that because what would give anybody the thought to make Russell Henley a you know a favorite like that? But um, <laughs> I mean, because he hasn't hasn't closed out these events here. But like you said, he struggled a little bit but really kind of righted the ship and he just looked like he was going to as as the 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 back nine was you know coming through the it, it had a few tough holes at the start of the back nine and then once you got free there you got 16 17 and 18 which uh, 16 and 17 were birdie holes uh, 15 as well the par 5 yeah. and those guys were making birdies kind of you know they they were getting in position there to you know uh, take the lead, and he was kind of hanging in there, and uh, had chances on on 16. Uh, Could have made eagle on 15. Sh- Should have made birdie on 16. Uh, 17 missed a putt, and then that 18th hole when he blew by the hole, almost making it to win. And I I, I agree with you. I was watching it. Uh, I was watching it on the computer, and just was some, somewhat devastated. Like I've never 
cared that much what Russell Henley has ever done in his life. But that was a that was a gut punch. Yeah, that was certainly a gut punch. But it was a good event. Other than that, if you didn't have yeah. a have a true rooting interest or a financial rooting interest, um, the event was was real good because that that finish. There were so many guys that were up there making birdies. And you know, getting yourself in position there, and where it ended up being a a, a six way playoff. Really was a, a, a great tournament from a, a viewing aspect. I mean, there was any one of ten guys that could have won in the last um, you know last three or four holes. Um, real quick, last thing on Henley, fourteen under after Friday's round, and mm-hmm. the, the the playoff was fifteen under. I mean. Yep unbelievable that you couldn't shoot a couple under over the weekend to, to yeah. win this thing. I, I mean, we're talking about the Wyndham championship. This isn't, you know, and it did play a little tougher on Sunday. It's not whole spot though. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you would have, you would have bet the house knowing he would have only had to play the last two rounds two under. Um, so it was, it was certainly devastating. Like you said, um, so yeah, six way playoff, um, which was awesome. I, lo- I loved it. Uh, just it just was guy after guy, and I was like, oh yeah, I forgot this guy's in the playoff. I forgot Siwoo's in the playoff, and oh Roger Sloan, man, good for you know he might pull off his first win. So I kept forgetting about these guys hitting golf shots. It was it was crazy, but really fun TV. And uh, Kevin Kisner gets it done. Um, fourth. Fourth career tour win. Um, he's basically won every, won an event every two years going back to 2015. So he's carved out a really nice, solid career. Um, this is a, a totally Kevin Kisner type course where it's you know about hitting fairways, letting your your irons and your wedges uh, you know get you in position, and, and Kisner being just a really solid putter, you know, converting, which is what he did in the playoff. Um, of course, now it's just Ryder Cup, Ryder Cup, Ryder Cup. Um, yeah. Kisner for the Ryder Cup. Are you in or out on that? I would probably, I, I would probably leave him out, but I haven't looked at the Ryder Cup standings that closely to see. It's basically the same as it's been. The top six are unchanged. Yeah, I'm, look, I'm looking at it right now. I, there's a lot of guys though who I wouldn't like four weeks ago who I wouldn't even consider uh, him overtaking as as a pick. But looking at some of the form of a lot of these players, I, I don't hate it. And I, and and thinking about it, I mean, yeah, he's had that nice career where he's had some good finishes. You know, a few wins there. He's got that. He's got that perfect. Uh, you know that clubhouse attitude where he's he's goofy, laid back. You know he's just he he seems to to get along with a lot of a lot of the players there, and and he's a good putter. So it's like, well, you know he he's the type of one the 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 non personality or the type of personality that he's got is one that would probably work well in that team room because you've got a lot of the uh, the alpha, you know the alpha guys that are in that that uh, that room there that maybe it would work but as far as on the golf course he would be a, a very fringe player but now that he's you know coming into some form he he really warrants some serious um consideration even though he's at that 18th spot now i mean would would you pick him right now gosh i, I you know if, if this was a golf course like um like we had in 2018 in Paris, yes, I would. Yes, um, okay. 
I, I would um, agree with that. I, I just don't. I just don't know about the fit. Um, I, I just, I just like a lot of other guys for this golf course. Uh, you know, whistling straights is what we're talking about. Then, then Kisner. Unfortunately, I love the attitude. I love the fact that he's kind of this bulldog, and he can. He's a really you know trustworthy putter and he'd be a great foursomes guy great foursomes um Mm -hmm. an alternate shot i mean gosh i couldn't think of a guy that you'd want to play with more a guy that keeps it in play doesn't hit stray shots and makes putts i mean that sounds perfect um and and honestly i just think there's other guys that are more deserving before this win he's only had three top 20s on the season um I don't want to say this is completely out of nowhere, but this is kind of completely out of nowhere. Uh, last week at Memphis, I, I saw he lost seven shots on approach um, for the week and really struggled, um, which also shows you how how fickle golf can be. One week you can you can be hitting it off the map, and the next week you can win. Um, but you know, I just I just see guys, you know, and 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 really in my mind, Johnny, there's there's eight guys already occupying we- spots. Okay, so we've got we got Morikawa, DJ, B, uh, Bryson, Brooks, JT, and Xander. Right, in and, the top six. Jordan Spieth's going to be seven. Yes, and I don't think Who's there's any. I don't think there's any way Harris English is not on this team. I I love Harris English in this. Yeah, that'd be um, that'd be my top eight. Which is the top eight in the standings? Which yes, yes. Um, I I guess the big elephant in the room, or not maybe not the elephant in the room, but the the big the big decision point for Steve Stricker is Patrick Reed. I don't. I don't. I really have no idea if he's gonna pick him, or he's gonna opt against picking him based off of all the chemistry issues he's he he caused in 2018 in the team room. I I, I really don't know, um, but I I do think Daniel Berger is well deserving of this of of a spot on this team. Um, Berger, wow. I, I actually, and I don't want to. It's a foreshadowing. I love Daniel Berger this week. Love Daniel Berger. Um, I just th- I just think Berger is. He is. I mean, I think he's built for the Ryder Cup. He's um, he's a player. He's just kind of a he's a he's a cocky little dude who. That's the guy. That's the dudes you need. That's the guys yes. you need on this that yes. have that swagger and and know they're gonna they're gonna beat the guy. And that's why that's what's always made Reed good. But Reed was, you know, he's bad in the team room, and then in Paris he was just, oh, he's just uh, awful. You know, I mean, yeah, just a horrible human being. On and off the golf course there, so he made Tiger. He shot eighty six and made Tiger apologize to him. Yeah, you can't throw in, Tiger in a team the bus. Match. I mean, yeah. that's it. So you can't do but, that. Okay, Burger. Yeah, I, I just think Burger. I, I would almost say in my mind, Burger is an automatic because it, it's not only his makeup and and that's a guy I would not want to play in match yeah. play. I just would. I, I think I'd prefer to play a guy like DJ in match play. To be honest with you, than Burger. Burger just would be kind yeah. of terrifying. Um. Plus, since the restart last June, I, I think strokes gained total since since last June. I think I saw he was top five, uh, you know, going back to, to the middle of last year. So he's been playing just really solid golf for a while. Um, so I have nine there. I, I to me, I, I again, I don't know how you don't put Patrick Cantley on the team. Um, he's got a couple wins this year. Uh, another guy that would be a bit of a match play nightmare for a couple reasons. One that he just he just doesn't miss a lot of shots and two his his pace is just awful it's brutal it'd be brutal to play against i wouldn't enjoy playing against him um i think he warrants you know that a, a spot for sure 
Um, so I, that's where I get I get down to the final two spots, and, and that's where I struggle a little bit. I know um, you and I have talked about Mickelson quite a bit. I I, I just again I'm going to be really upset if he makes this team. I really Stricker's going to pick him. You think so? I just I just think he will. Uh, he, yeah, God, it's that's, just, that's, he, that's going to be really upsetting. It's just if this is kind of the pushing out of the good old boys. I think Stricker's going to be one of the last guys in that kind of squad of of guys who do that stuff and taking care of their own and you you can't pick Mickelson. You absolutely can't pick him. I mean there's I could list off 15 guys right now that you haven't mentioned that you you've got to pick over him that I, I, you could trust more because I mean other than the PJ win like we've said he's he doesn't warrant it but he's I just think he's going to pick up. He just PGA champion. That's just going to be the excuse that he needs to to select him, and it, it's just that's very wrong. It's just God. it's very very wrong. I mean, when you got guys like like I would honestly give me a guy like, and this is kind of funny, but give me a guy like Kevin Na who could who could putt it. It's he's true. slow. He's aggravating when it comes to match play. I mean, remember what he did to DJ at the. Uh, the, the match play there where he put his hand on his shoulder there with the oh, Jesus Christ. condescending thing. I mean, that that's stuff like that. I mean, you just get guys who I think are better options, but so many of them, but I think that's the fear is he'll be the 12th guy. Yeah. I, I, yeah, I'm, I am fearful. I, I am hope, hopeful that, that Stricker can just make a, 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 a common sense decision and base it off of, the whole body of work in that one tournament where Mickelson had, it was great, but it's been a it's, it's just been a disaster otherwise. Yeah. Um, it, to me, I I would choose between three guys for um, the final two spots, and that's um, I I I love Scotty Scheffler. I think he's going to be on a ton of teams. I think he fits whistling straights really well. He's a birdie machine in four ball. Um, I would I would love to see him on the team. Um, and, Finau has not been great the last two or three months. I still think he has to warrant serious consideration based off of how well he played in Paris, yeah. how well he how well he fits the golf course. And then um, my, the other guy would be Jason Kokrak. We already talked about him. He's just got that swagger. He's a great fit. I think I, I think we even mentioned four ball with like DJ would be kind of awesome. Um, so I, I think those three guys for the final two spots in my mind. I would love to see Sam Burns as well, but he might be one team away. I don't know. I think he's at least yeah, he's a team away there. So you'd leave off Reed, you'd leave off Webb, which Webb hasn't done much other than right this last tournament. Which I mean, he's gonna play that. I, I would yeah, I, I could I could definitely agree with all those. I mean, I mean are, are we are we missing anyone that is more deserving? No, because like like I said. I, I mean, you could go down as far. I mean, as as nah, but I mean, looking at the list here, I mean, I don't. You know, Burns, like you said, he's close. Kisner is is going to be borderline. I I don't think Horschel would be. No. He he's kind of you know Horschel to me is kind of that alpha dog kind of wannabe. You know, he's got the he's just the loud guy in the room, but he doesn't have the the Brooks Kepka game type of thing. So I just don't know. And maybe he's well liked among his you know his PG Tour peers, but I think the the team room is gonna be more important than uh um than recent years because these guys can't seem to play together. 
Right. You know, and, and they've got to find some sort of continuity. So you can't have a ton of personalities and you've got the two biggest in, in, you know, in all of golf right now. So, you know, if you throw much more at it, you got to be careful, but yeah, like Homa isn't ready. I don't think Zalatoris is, you know, he's going to be one of those guys that eventually Woodland's um, not. How good would Max be for the team room though? I mean, he could play with anyone. And oh, he's 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 perfect. He's good. One of those guys, yeah, like uh, like what like what a Harris English is going to be to this year's team, assuming he's picked. You know, he's just kind of, you know, he seems to be a pretty good personality. You know, Max has got the sense of humor. I think, I think he's probably a guy who gets along with a lot of people, and he's got game. It's just a matter of you know him doing better in the majors and and showing that he can you know he can perform on the the bigger stages, which you know I think's. I think's coming here in the next few years. So, yeah, yeah. Well, it, I, yeah, it, it's going to be really interesting to see that the Reed decision and the Mickelson decision, and that that might be um, the catalyst to, to you know for what Stricker does the other picks. Um, uh, I, I I just I think this team could be really fun, and it could be building for the future. Um, I mean, Mickelson's he's over fifty. He hasn't been good in the Ryder Cup. It'd be one thing if he was like Ian Poulter, you know? Yes. Like, you oh, can, yeah, yeah, exactly. You, you, good. You, you can make an argument and be like, well, yeah, he hasn't played great, but he did win a major, and he's amazing in the Ryder Cup. He always steps it up, but it's the opposite. It's been the yeah, opposite. Yeah, if he doesn't career. like the golf course or, or whatever, I mean, just like he like he did at uh, in Paris. He, he said the golf setup wasn't for him, and, you know, he played accordingly. God, he, so, was, a, he was a disaster in Paris. He was. Um, okay, we got a little off track there, but we had to, we got had to talk about the Ryder Cup. Of course, it's uh, it's it's looming very soon. So they make the picks, right? Is it right? Is it before or after the Tour Championship? They pick three before the Tour Championship, either one or two weeks before, and then the final pick is the day after the Tour Championship. Okay. I believe it. And they, they, that's how they did it a couple of years ago because uh, whoever won it. Two years ago, the Tour Championship. Who was it? Because it was like between Ryan Moore and. That was Rory. Two years ago, Tour well, champ- three, well, Ryan- three years ago, Tour Championship. Whoever whoever won it or took second, they end up picking him because they want like you know they want to pick like the hottest golfer. Well, American yeah, golfer. that that was 2016, the Ryan Moore year where he 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 almost beat Rory at the Tour Championship. That was oh, that was, six, right, that was 16. Yeah, that was Hazeltine. Yeah, 18. I don't. Uh, I don't remember who won the tour championship in eighteen. We'll have to review. We'll have to do our final picks, whatever the before they do the picks on our one of our our next shows. Here is we'll we'll give our official picks out on who we think based on you know the next couple of weeks here. But yeah. um, anything else with Wyndham? I mean, Adam Scott should have won. Oh. Oh, I guess we kind of we kind of glaze over that, but we yeah. didn't even know Adam. I didn't know Adam Scott made the cut. No, I did, but I mean, he yeah. was not shown on the telecast. I don't think much at all. Maybe early, or maybe it was late. You know, finally, like, oh, there's Adam Scott, and snuck in there for that playoff, and then just hit it in there to four feet or something like that uh, on the playoff there, and all those guys grinded out those pars and. <laughs> Amazing. Didn't even hit the hole. I mean, just flat out missed the hole and and uh, should have won that playoff with the birdie on the first playoff hole. But yeah. uh, let them all back in it, and then that was it. Yeah. 
God, he hits it so good. I mean, the the drive, and and I'm assuming it was a wedge, maybe maybe nine iron, but he just made that look so easy. You know, the the drive and the approach, and and then, and then that's the other side. Of Adam Scott is missing a four or five footer that's probably like a left center putter, or, you know, something like that, and not even hitting the hole. That's that's Adam Scott's career, that's at least Adam the last. Scott. The last five years of Adam Scott, I mean, you're talking about a guy that should have 20 tour wins for sure, and yeah. I think he's got, I think he's got about 12 or something like that. But yeah, um, but yeah, great tournament. Um, handful of guys could have won. I'm just really happy Kevin Na didn't win. Um, you know, he's just he's just on my shit list, um, and uh, <laughs> I just can't. I just every time I watch him now, I just get I just get really irritated, yeah. and and I, I like God, I just don't I don't the walking and the putts. It just I don't know. It would, he would be a great Ryder Cup player. You are correct. It would be infuriating to play him. But uh, as an as a fan of his, as a fan of the game, I just yes. I can't I can't get on board with it anymore. I just I'm done with with Nah. I am. <laughs> uh, so that 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 wraps up the regular season. Had some you know some exciting moments for the for the top 125. Obviously, um, Johnny, the FedEx Cup. Uh, I want to ask you. How where do you where do you put where do you rank this as far as golf accomplishments? I, I guess if a guy wins a FedEx Cup, is it does it matter to you at all, or is this just a PGA Tour contrivance? It's it's a it, it, to me it's a PGA Tour contrivance. I mean, I it's nice to kind of a nice conclusion because. Let, 10 years ago, 15, 20 years, whatever it was, I can't remember when before they did the the, the playoffs, is they, they'd have the top 30 on the money list play in the Tour Championship. It was kind of a laid-back thing. You know, somewhat they played for some good money and everything. And, uh, you know, it just was, was one of those things that it was nice because it was always cold in, in, in the Midwest here. They played out in Atlanta, and it was, okay, it was a – it was finally after like a month or two. It was some good players that were playing, so that was cool to watch the tour championship. But now that they've they've got it, and it makes a difference with uh, the PGA Tour cards and everything like that. It's got some body to it, like the top end that Rory's won the FedEx Cup and Justin Rose and you know whatever. I, I'm not gonna. God, I'm not gonna you. ever think when I think about these guys' accomplishments. I'm not gonna say, oh yeah, they're. You know they're a FedEx Cup champion because <laughs> it, it's just it's not. I mean it, it it's it's good, but you know it's it's basically you know being decent throughout the year and then you have you know two or three good events in the last couple and, and and do it. Now with that being said, I don't mind how they do the Tour Championship this year, and we'll talk about that a few weeks from now with uh, with the net scores and starting them out with an advantage based on the on their because uh, it's just very much it's very easy to just see how the event goes as far as finishing and, and crowning a champion but yeah. i mean i mean do you sit there and you're like you know i don't even know who's won two fedex cups but i know there's a one or two of them now was it rory i think tiger and rory are the tiger and rory so you're yeah. like you're like wow the only two two-time yeah. fedex cup champions right in in the history of the world you know it's just like now nah, that's <laughs> yeah it's just, yeah, it's just not. It doesn't totally do it for me as far as the upper echelon, the rich getting richer, and winning these accomplishments. This accomplishment isn't like a player's championship or, or you know, a major or anything. Sure. Yeah, I, I, that's where I lied to. It, it is a great way to get the best players in the world together. Uh, like this week, I, I know the, I, I think the only guy that that's not playing is Ustazen. Yeah. So you got 124 out of the top 125. Um, 
but yeah, it's 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 not something that you look back on your resume. I would think and say, you know, boy, I, you know, I had five tour wins and I got that FedEx Cup championship as well. Uh, of course, Justin Rose might say it because you know that's probably who he is as a person. Uh, uh, but uh, interestingly, though, I was looking at this today, and I don't even know if you're aware of this. So I was saving this. Points bet has a. Uh, uh, lines on the uh, outright winner of the FedEx Cup. And this is pretty amazing. Um, do they really? They do. And it's the only book that I found it on. Uh, so you, your favorites are Morikawa, plus 350, Spieth at 400, Rom 450. But you go down the list, and there's some really interesting numbers way down the board. Um, what would be your guess on Rory winning the FedEx Cup? What, 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 what would his number be? He's always overvalued. I would say they probably have him at, based on what you said there, plus, I'm going to go plus 900. How about plus 8,000? 8,000? Yes. It is plus 8,000. Three zeros? Yes. 8,000. I mean, he's not not going to win, but that's that's a tempting number. That's a that's a good I, job by by points bet just to oh i just I, to throw I, that out i might have to get on a couple of these daniel berger I, scotty scheffler tony finau also at plus eight thousand uh wow. pat reed at plus eight thousand so there's you know is it likely that rory's going to win the fedex cup based on his season based on his play probably not but that is that's a pretty amazing number because if he would go out and win which by the way i kind of like rory this week based on how he's been hitting the ball if he goes out and wins this week he's probably in the top what three four of the fedex yes. cup yeah oh yeah oh, and then yeah. he's in the, right you know from that point on he's in position um you know another solid finish the next week he, he's in position tour championship week so uh, for anyone out there on a, a bit of a fedex cup future um before the event starts thursday there's some interesting lines on points but um i would encourage you to to take a look there's and when i saw rory at plus eight thousand, i i lost my shit today i was like that can't be real um and i had to make sure that i was seeing you know it was one of those things where i had to make sure i was seeing what i saw was was, was true but um mm-hmm. so shout out points bet um i know i know we have the partnership with DraftKings. jokingly we really don't but uh we always talk about DraftKings lines here but points bet that is a that's a good uh that's a good bet to put out there um Okay, so the Northern Trust is the first leg of the uh, the FedEx Cup playoffs. It is at Liberty National. Uh, Liberty National famously is uh, maybe the most expensive course ever built in North America. Um, I think I saw today over $250 million to build Liberty National. Um, insane. Um, wow. <laughs> for those that don't know, it's, it's, it's right across the Hudson River, so you see the New York City skyline. Um, really Statue awesome. of Liberty is on in place. Statue, from our, yeah. You can see it from one of the par threes. It's actually built on a landfill, uh, a real small area, wasn't it? That's right. That's right. Is it? Is it Crenshaw or was it no. Crenshaw? No, no, I don't think so. I'll have to look into that. But go ahead. Yeah. Um, so it's it's not a real long course. I think it's uh, over seventy one hundred par seventy one bent grass greens. Um, a lot of fescue on the golf course. Not. Not a lot of trees from what I remember, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, but there's been three tournaments. I think they played at 09, 2013, and 2019. Um, and if you look at the stats, it's a golf course that it really, um, you know, 
it requires really solid iron play, but you can get a lot of trouble off the tee, and uh, especially if the wind starts blowing a little bit. Um, you gotta you got to be accurate off the tee, but really take advantage with the irons. A lot of small greens. Um, I think I saw in the top 10 of green size, uh, small greens on tour, maybe not as small as like Pebble, but you're going to miss some greens, um, you know, so you got you to gotta get the ball up and in. Um, you know, you look at someone like Pat Reed went in there in 19. He, he hit the ball great that week, but his, his around the green game was really, really solid as well. Um, so those are a couple of the things that I'm looking at this week. Um, is there something you're looking at? Are you looking at course history, anything like that? I think you've got to look at a little bit of course history um, because the greens are kind of weird. They're they're not your typical lot lot of greens uh, on on most at least traditional golf courses. They're kind of sloped back to front uh, for drainage, and it's just easier to kind of to hit into. These ones are just really really weird. It's I think I heard uh, when when Tiger played a couple of these during. He absolutely hates the golf course, but especially the greens, uh, because they have a lot of the weird tiers and and um, so you gotta you gotta be able to get get your golf shots on the right uh, you know the right right quadrants uh, to be able to uh, to have some decent birdie putts. But it's it's a real small, tightly packed in golf course that you're like you said there were there aren't many trees in play and, and the greens being as small as they are. Um, You've really got to be able to hit your irons good. Pat Reed was kind of an outlier, but I mean, with the tiny greens, he he was able to get up and down a lot. But him hitting the ball well um, that week certainly contributed to it. So I'm really going to look at uh, uh, strokes gain approach. That's one of my favorite ones to look at because I like to see guys who are hitting the ball, uh, you know, near near the hole there and and giving themselves a lot of birdie putts because. You know, there's going to have to be quite a few there, and uh, this is going to be, uh, you know, you're going to have to hit it in the fairway, but uh, but especially into those greens. Yeah, that sounds. Uh, I mean, that sounds all correct. I, it's actually 7,400 yards, not 7,100. My mistake. Um, it is a Tom Kite design. Tom Kite. That's yeah, it. Yeah. Um, and it also hosted the, the 2017 President's Cup, which was kind of awesome. Um, that was that was a really good event. Um, but you're right. You said Tiger hates this course. I I've heard nothing but bad things from tour players about this golf course. Um, it is not one of these well-regarded courses that you'll hear about on tour, um, which is kind of interesting. Um, and, and and you know I think famously you know all the views of the skyline very very cool, um, but it just seems like the actual course itself is not is not high on a lot of people's list. Um, from a betting standpoint really a really really difficult event and week to bet because a you have all the top players um it is you know it is a full full field and um it's it's anytime you get a major wgc or a playoff event you get all the top players there it's it's really hard to um you know to 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 scout who's who's going to be able to um you know beat a top field like this you know i i sort of look at history for that you guys that win majors guys that win big events um i call them big game hunters i look at i look at history like that like a patrick reed tends to step up and win big tournaments um, when he wins um he's not winning you know the canadian open he's winning you know at tory like he did this year or wgc's or what have you so 
Um, that's just another piece that I look at as well. Um, but good luck betting this. Um, at the top of the board, John Rahm plus 800, Jordan Spieth plus 1200, um, DJ at plus 16, Morikawa at 16, and Xander at plus 18. That's the five guys that are under plus 2000 that are the favorites for this event. Um, yeah, I. I, I see. I, I agree with all of them as as far as where they're at there. Um, I, like you said, this is a this is hard to hard to uh, to bet here because either the either these top players, which they're plentiful. I mean, you go down the list when you look at uh, when anybody listening looks at the uh, uh, at the odds. I mean, how far you have to go down and see the names that you that you recognize. I mean, it is a loaded field, so you're going to get guys that are going to they're going to show up and then the ones that don't play well, you know, they're going to write it off and kind of move on to the next one. Cause they've basically qualified uh, for the next event. They've got to get a certain amount of FedEx cup points in this event to get on to the next one. So for the top guys, it's not as critical for them to be eliminated, but the, the ones on the bottom is where you're going to have to look at. So looking at the top five, I mean, Rom's the probably the best player at this point, but under a th- plus a thousand is, is is to me not really that great a value as far as the quality of the field. Right. I I might take a small bite out of Jordan because you know he's if he's striking the ball well, which you know, he did at the Open Championship, and uh, you know he's had a few weeks off since. I might look at Jordan, and I do like that short game, and I think his putting and an attitude towards a golf course I think goes a long way that he'll be able to. Uh, um, you know, have have some luck there. That's if I consider any win bets, it would probably just be Jordan in those top five. Um, yeah, I don't know if you if you like anybody in that that list there. I do like Jordan for this golf course. I do. Um, I think he finished eighth or ninth in twenty nineteen, and tie for sixth. Sixth. I, I just happened to read it right now. Yeah, tie okay. for sixth. Sixth, and I think from what I saw today, he did it largely on. Putting, I think he had like seven or eight strokes gained on the week for uh, and just putting, but he was also much different ball striker two years ago than he is this year, which is he's one of the best. Um, so I do like Spieth. I, I think that's a good play. Uh, you know, anytime we talk about iron play, more I don't think you can go too too wrong playing Morikawa. Um, um, you know, if you look again at the last 24 rounds, first and strokes gained approach, uh, of course he is because that's just his dominant category. Um, you know, I, there's maybe some questions getting up and down if he misses some greens, but, um, I don't mind Colin, but I probably wouldn't, I probably wouldn't bet it. I don't know if I, I don't know if I'm starting my card on any of these guys in the top five that are under plus 2000. Um, I, I just feel like there's so much in between plus 2,000 and plus 4,000. Um, and it's a lot of these names that have dropped because of either poor play or, um, in Brooks's case, I'm not sure why he's he's dropped because he's been great the, the last 10 starts. But Rory and Brooks are at 22, uh, JT and Bryson at 25, uh, Berger, Casey, Answer, Scheffler at 28, um, and then Cantley and Hovland at 30. Um, I already talked about Berger. I am going to be betting Daniel Berger in this tournament. I, he played great here in the 17 President's Cup. Um, he's he's third in strokes gained approach the last 24 rounds. 
Um, I just think he has the complete game. He's not going to wow you off the tee, but he's going to get the ball in play to let his irons do the talking, and I just trust him to get the ball in the hole. Um, so I do love Berger this week. I also love Rory McIlroy. Um, I don't know if I like him as much, but he has been trending in the right direction as far as ball striking. In Memphis, he um, really, really hit it well, just just leaked a ton of shots uh, on the greens. And uh, did he backdoor top 10? I think he I think he finished like 11th or 12th. Um, had a good weekend and uh, with a respectable finish. So um, those are my two choices in that range are Rory and Berger. Who you got? Yeah, um, I'll, I do like Berger. I, I, su- I support that. Um, I think you can bet him on, on any level you feel comfortable with, whether it's a 28 to 1 win bet. Um, top ten bet I think would would be good, and even a even a top five, uh, he fits the 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 perfect uh, the mold for what what you need here. Um, I like that. Rory though, yeah, the twenty two to one. I mean, you're not going to see him there that often. Uh, it's that's something I'm going to have to look into, and and just you know, if you're going to do that, then you've got to go log on to your your points bet there, and you got to bet him to win the FedEx Cup because if he wins this event, I mean, that <laughs> yeah. obviously puts him in a good position there. So you might be able to kind of double down on that. But um, I, I want to say Brooks because I, I I think he's kind of he's got to have something in him to to play well. But it, with it being a non major, I don't know if I can if I can pull the trigger. It's just. <laughs> Well, yeah. I have to sit what's your, there and what's, think about yeah, that. what's your your rule of thumb there? I mean, we we've heard you say it before. Yeah, don't if it's if it's a not a major championship, then don't bet him. So I guess I'm going to have to. I, I said that you know months ago. I guess I'm going to have to stick with that. Um, but looking at some of these guys like uh, Justin Thomas, I don't feel comfortable with uh, betting him on a win, even though he won. Uh, was it last year or two years ago in the playoffs? Yeah, uh, when he blitzed the field and, and just destroyed. A, it wasn't this golf course. And I think this golf course could give him some fits. I just think, I, I think if he struggles a little bit, you know, with it not being a favorite type of golf course. Um, but guys, I like uh, Fick Hovland. He can make make birdies. You know, he doesn't have a lot of experience on this golf course, if if any at all. I don't know if he's got a track record at all here, but um, he's a guy that uh, is, is always going to intrigue me. I, I don't mind betting him in any. Any level there, you know, uh, win or top ten, him and um, not to win, but I think Paul Casey's going to have a good week. Oh, Jesus uh, Christ! I know. Uh, you, well, I'm glad you you're not betting him to win because you can't. You, you can't, can't bet him to win. You can't bet him to win. But he's played. He's been playing really good golf. He has. And he has. Yeah. I, hey, we're not. I, and and I said not to win, not to win. Okay. Nope. Okay. But, okay. Not to win. He might end up winning this week because of that. But, but anyways, that's, I do, that's my pick. Yeah, I do like the Vic, the Vic Hovland play. Uh, um, anytime it's like a ball strikers course, yeah, I always look at his name. And thirty to one is a pretty awesome number. Uh, you know, around the greens, you, you never quite know what you're going to get. Yeah. Um, you know if. If there's a premium on that, that always scares me with him. But he has improved in that area quite a bit. Um, I, I kind of looked at Scheffler as well. I, I I touted him quite heavily in Memphis a couple weeks ago. He was right there the whole week. Um, so I it wouldn't surprise me if he would you know make you know 
this his first win because I, I feel like his first win is going to be you know something sizable like this. I'm with you on JT. I don't think you can take him right now. Um, I hate to see 25 to one next to JT's name and just ignore it, but yeah. I think it's just a smart play. And the same with Bryson. Um, you know, I I I was almost kicking myself in Memphis when he was. 3,500 and I, I just ignored him. Um, and then he was, you know, pretty close on Sunday, but I think his, just his mental state right now is pretty fragile. And, uh, I don't know if you could trust him to close out a four round tournament right now. Yeah. Um, uh, 35, let's go 35 to 50, uh, Webb at 35, Cam Smith, Adam Scott, Pat Reed, Harris English, Hideki at 4,000. Um, yeah, there's there's some great names in there, including like we got the talked about the guy that probably should have won last week in Adam Scott, and he won here in 2013. Um, 40s a little low, I think, but and then you got last year's or, or, or the or the guy that won here two years ago and, and Reed. Would would you be willing to take a, a, a stab at either one of them, Scott or Reed? I, I don't mind that number. I think they are. I think Reed's Reed's a pretty, uh, pretty good number, forty to one. I think Adam Scott, he would. I figured he was going to be closer to forty-five to one. He's playing good golf, striking the ball well. Former champion. He finished. I think twenty nineteen. He finished fifth. Um, so likes the golf course. It's just, do you want? Can, can you trust him to to make putts down the stretch with this field? I mean, if he, if he. You know, if he wasn't able to close it out, and again, the Wyndham Field was was solid, but it wasn't like this. Um, you know, is he going to end up? You know, you think he could win a field in a in a field like this? And I just, I don't see it. He's going to play well. I think I, I'm I'm going to eye more of a of a top finish bet with him, and I'll probably pull the trigger on that. But forty to one is is getting into that where it, it's not bad, but that's a little. A little too low for me. The one guy I do like in this group uh, is Harris English. Um, you know, we, we we've we talked about him earlier in the show about being basically a lock for the Ryder Cup, which we're hoping. Um, 40 is a pretty good number uh, on him and good solid player. Should have won a couple weeks ago, uh, if not for uh, uh, his last nine holes had a pretty pretty bad collapse. But I think other than that, you know, he's been playing playing pretty solid. He played pretty well the. You know, a couple of weeks ago, like I said, that he you know probably should have won. Did Did you just say a pretty bad collapse? Wasn't he up five with nine holes to go? Was it really? <laughs> I think so. I didn't watch it because I was uh, I was I was at work, but I know he made two doubles in the back nine. So yeah, okay, that's that's a pretty I mean bad yeah, one. But yeah. you know what? If you get over that, you play sixty three good holes. <laughs> that's right. You know, yeah. No, I, I I'm still in on Harris. You know, film. Might be doubting you, Harris English, if you're listening, but I got you this week. Yeah, I mean, Harris English has been one of the best players in the world the past, you know, few months. So, yeah, I I, I don't think it's a bad play at all. I kind of I kind of glossed over Webb at 3,500. I mean, this kind of feels like a Webb course. He's he really got the irons going. He led the field strokes gained T to green last week at Wyndham. He was awful with the putter. Um, I would have to get the numbers up, but I, I know he lost two or three shots on the green, which is on the greens, which is really not like Webb at all to, to, to be that bad, especially at a, at a place he's comfortable with. But really hit the ball well. Um, it, it kind of feels to me, if, if, if you like 
to me, Johnny, I always go back to this. If you like a guy like Spieth, you like a guy like Reed, Webb's, Webb's in that similar mm-hmm. style of game. And um, he seems to be trending a little bit. And he's probably got a ton of motivation as far as making a final push for the Ryder Cup. Um, so I might not bet Webb to win. And I don't I do not do a lot of top fives, top tens like, like you do. But plus 700 for a top five might be um, kind of interesting to me. Um, 5,000 and above. Uh, well, let's go to... Let's go about to about seven thousand. Um, Fitzpatrick, Hatton, Finau, wow, Finau fifty five hundred, wow. Uh, Connors fifty five hundred. Burns at six. Um, Sanjay, Joaquin Neiman, Kokrak, uh, my my our guy Russell Henley, Kevin Kisner sixty five hundred. Um, Lowry, Brian Harmon at seven thousand. Um, there's definitely some guys in there. You got last week's winner. Um, you got the guy that could have won last week, and then you got some other guys that have won this year, like Sam Burns, um, Kokrak, a two-time winner. Anybody there that you think, hey, they can make a run at this? Yeah, um, the the name that sticks out as as a you know chance this week is Corey Connors. Um, hmm. I, 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 he's a, not, I did not see that coming. Yeah, I think he's a good enough good enough iron player, and he's been playing pretty good this year. I mean, he's you know. As of late, you know, through mid to, to late summer, I think his iron play's been been solid, and and again that fits the uh, the what you need for this golf course. Um, I, I I don't mind him at fifty five to one. Um, the other guys, I don't love any win bets. You know, Kisner's kind of a name that pops out, but don't bet him because. They're not going to win. It's so hard to win two weeks in a row. I mean, it's almost impossible to win two weeks in a row. Now he could still still play pretty well, um, and so I bet you can get him on a top ten or top twenty bet uh, with if you if you want you know something to carry over there. Same with Henley. Um, you know his he hit the ball well. You know most of uh, most of the week there, he could definitely bring that over. But you know I'd like to bet a guy like Sanjay or. Yako Neiman or Sam Burns or even Finau, but their their form. I mean, they really haven't been haven't been great. I mean, other than Burns, I think he played pretty well a few weeks ago, didn't he? Lost the playoff at Memphis. Yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, you know, or or Kokrak. You know, I I thought you know you you especially thought that he was going to kind of come in and have a pretty strong late summer, and he's just been kind of. Kind of, yeah. kind of mediocre since he won uh, won at Colonial there, so I, I don't love anyone like I like Connors as a win bet. The rest of them kind of I, I I'm gonna back off them for at least a little bit here, and we'll just see see maybe in a live bet at some point if uh, if we see some life out of some of them. Sure. Um, I mean, it's hard to to look at Tony Finau's name and then see plus fifty five hundred mm-hmm. and not feel something, you know. Um, we know he can't fucking win. Uh, you know he had the he he had that one win about twenty five years ago in Puerto Rico. Um, <laughs> it's just, I mean, 
so you can't do it, but God, that's tempting. Uh, plus eleven hundred for a top five, double digits on a top five. That's that's kind of tasty as well. Um, I I do think Burns is it profiles really well across the board for the golf course. He's kind mm-hmm. of kind of a burger type. Um, he he's been good on approach the last twenty four rounds, top ten. Um, he's good around the greens. We know he's a good putter. Um, off the tee, he's not been great, but Burns is kind of interesting. I don't know if he can get a second win, but God, he's almost won three times this year. Actually, a few times. I mean, he's been close a lot. Um, anyone above the 9,000 and above range, Johnny? Um, there's some huge names down here. There are. There, there are. I mean, there's guys that have been playing well, and that's – when we get down in this category here, I'm going to look at uh, just just players who've been, you know, kind of riding a hot streak. So, you know, you look at the playoff where, like, everybody made the playoff last week. Um, I always like – well, I shouldn't say I don't like because I don't know if I do is, – is betting Siwoo Kim because he's either feast or famine. He's either going to, you know, almost win or he's going to shoot – 83 with like a 15 on a hole like he did uh, was that in memphis it was that he did that where he knocked yeah. like a bunch of balls in the water so like i mean he played well on sunday and, then, and we talked about at the very beginning like they, right before kapalua look at guys who play well on sunday where they carry that momentum there and wasn't siwoo the guy who made the putt in the president's cup that, oh yeah and he and he shushed the crowd yes that was him, yes. wasn't it? So yes. I mean, yes. he, so he's got some golf course experience there, and and he, with Siwoo, either like I said, he's either going to top five or he's going to miss the cut. So he's he's a feast or famine, but he's he's talented enough that he could do that. So yeah, I might look at, into him. Kevin Na played pretty well, so he he's got some momentum there. Um, sure. As far as beyond that, I haven't really looked at the board much. Sergio Munoz is a guy who I always like. I always like to keep an eye on where he's at because he's a good player. He is. um, And been playing pretty well here this late summer here. So, I mean, 10 to 1 on a top 10, um, you know, it it looks kind of tempting to me there. So he might be another guy I might look at. And he made a run in last year's FedEx Cup. I I remember him finishing top 10 at at the Tour Championship. So. You know he's he's been in this this pressure cooker of a FedEx Cup playoffs before. Um, Sergio, <laughs> I just wanted to say that Sergio at nine thousand um, again. Talk about a guy that just just rips the cover off the ball and then gets to the green and you know puts like I don't I don't know he like he's blind or something. I mean it's it's insane and he he did this at the Open. He did this at Memphis and. Um, 9,000 is pretty interesting, but can't trust him to win at this point with, with that putting. Um, the only other guy I was going to talk about way down here is, is you know, just on a number-only basis, Matt Wolf at, at 150 to 1. Um, we, have wow. seen some, we have seen some flashes from him since he's come back. You know, the U.S. Open, he played really well, hit the ball really well. I think there was another tournament where he was at least reasonably in the top 20. Uh, might have been – was it 3M? It might have been 3M. I don't remember. Um, but I 
you know, if you're just basing it on talent alone, Matt Wolf 150 might be worth like you know a couple bucks or something. Um, but other than that, even for me, I, I'm not going this slow, um, which is really hard because I see I see Luke List at 250 to one, um, but Doug Doug Gim at 250 to one. But I do think this is going to be a top player this week. Traditionally, I saw this stat today that I think seven of the last nine winners of this event are are top 10 in the FedEx cup standings um, going into week one. So it, to me, it just looks like it it, again, sets up for a guy that is, uh, you know, an elite player that's, that's on his game and is already, uh, you know, pretty highly ranked in the FedEx cup standings. So that's, that's kind of my mindset. That's why I'm, I'm looking at a guy like Berger um, and a guy like Rory as well. Yeah, yeah, you can't you can't overthink uh, when the fields are this strong, and and like I said, you're going to get a lot of guys, uh, these top guys who are going to want to go out and get, you know, they're going to want to play well. You're going to get some that that, that don't because they know that they're going to be in for next week. But uh, with so many top players here, um, this isn't one where you normally where you think, oh, I can get get cute and find a guy, you know, that that's low on the board and find some value because the likelihood of them. Uh, coming out and winning is 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 far far unlikely than it would be at at like a you know a Wyndham Championship or you know some other regular season event. Yeah. Uh, any other thoughts on the Northern Trust or the field or the FedEx Cup? No, just uh, the way I'm going to approach this is is I'm not going to have a whole lot of win bets um, because like we we had said because of the strength of the field. So I'm going to look a little bit more for for value with the top finishes and see if we've got any, any matchup bets and just kind of go from there. But uh, it'll start, the fields will start like this is 124 guys. It gets cut to what 60 for the next week or something like that. So we'll have a little bit more, um, a better idea on who the win, the winning bets are going to be for, or who's better value in the next event. So just, just watch that this week and, be careful on, on, on who you look for. Uh, yeah, I, I, I echo kind of what you said. I'll probably do a little bit more, uh, top five, top 10, top 20 bets. Um, we'll have our picks out on Wednesday, um, in advance of the Northern trust, uh, Johnny enjoyed it. Thanks for, for, for joining us. And, uh, We'll uh, we'll break it down next week as we get closer yep. to the to the Ryder Cup, which is the only thing that we're really looking forward to at this point. Yeah, exactly. Always a pleasure. Uh, two NFL shows this week. We have the AFC North with uh, Andy on. Uh, well, I'm not sure when it will be put out, but by Friday, and then the NFC East with uh, Giant Fan Mitch. So two more shows coming up, like we had last week. Divisional previews, future bets, props, all that. Uh, Thanks again for listening to your best bets, and we'll catch you next time.